0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League—the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have a phenomenal episode with you. It is just me and Nick, but um, I know we've taken a couple weeks off. We are—we're going to try our best to get back to doing it. I know a lot of people were texting me over the holiday because they were like on drives, like, "Oh, where's the episodes?" I'm like, yeah, we had some out, um, but no, we got a ton of sports to recap. We got to see how me and Nick are doing. The rank is going to be, you know, we do it every year now. This is the third year in a row. It's going to be what are you thankful for? You know, Thanksgiving was last week. It's just going to be what you're thankful for. So, without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the uh, from the tippy top there.
1: budget presents beer league all right welcome back
0: everyone nick it is good to see you i like that sweater
1: it's good to see you too thank you it's got my um the agency i work for on it this is like some some swag so oh my god it's merch yeah it's merch it's tie-dye too which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. um you don't see tie-dye sweaters too often anymore but it's like a subtle tie-dye that just a little bit of texture Mm -hmm. that that helps it stick out a little bit which is cool
0: I can't remember if I texted you guys. I don't think I did, but one of the coolest things happened to me since doing this podcast, I was at fall catalog. I'll recap fall catalog, but I'm at fall catalog and someone comes up to me that I haven't seen in a very, very long time. And they come up to me and they're just like, Hey, how's it going? And I was like, it's going good. And he's like, He's like, I got something that I want to tell you. And I was like, what? He's like, I wear the beer league sweatshirt almost every day. Wow. I was like, oh my God. I was like, you got one? He's like, I got one. I was like, oh my God. He's, I was like, how'd you find out about it? He's like, I found out about it on Instagram. Nice. I was like, oh, dude. I was like, I'm so glad that you like it. I, if you're out there and you own the piece of the merch and you like it, come and tell us because that gets me jacked up. That was like one of the coolest things. I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that you liked it you wear it a lot. It's the, um, Those sweaters
1: are really comfortable. Like the, the company that we did it through, they use yeah, some high quality material, which was really nice. Yeah. And what, that, that
0: was me. I picked
1: them out. I picked out all the material. Nice. You did a good job then. Um, yeah. It's and what, actually a Chicago brand. Oh, Canvas. Okay. Camp. Uh, funny Canvas. enough. I bet you
0: don't know this. How I found them is where I forgot where you lived with your buddy that like owned the place if you remember you were like having a little soiree while a street fest was going on. Yep, yep. It was like, it was West like the fest. first year that yeah. we were hanging out.
1: Yeah. It was probably like 2017. And, yeah. 2018. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I walked outside and it was like right out in front of the apartment. There was these shirts and it, it says like Aloha from Chicago. is like Hawaiian theme. And I was like feeling, I was like, this is a really nice shirt. He's like, yeah. He's like, we're canvas. He's like, we make these shirts. And I was like, I love these material; and they don't shrink. And I was like, Oh my god! And that's why when I was making the merch for us, I was like, Dude, we got to get this one. It's Chicago, so you mm-hmm. got to represent the hometown. But I also think that they do make like, because I know you can go like Hanes, Fruit of the Looms, uh, Gildan.
1: Now those like are those are those are big companies. We we need the homegrown, the the quality. You know,
0: yeah, the, yeah. they're not
1: the best. Like they're not bad,
0: but like I definitely think canvas. Has such good material, so
1: yeah, they did a good job. That's actually how I found them. And while we're while we're thinking of it too, my buddy has been it, my my buddy Brian made the mistake. I have the box uh, here. Finally. You have the box there. Okay, he made the mm-hmm. mistake of ordering it to to your place instead of to his place, so he still hasn't gotten a sweater. And he reminds me like not weekly, but like every other week. Luckily, mm-hmm. he's got a kid now, so. Uh, that's been distracting him a little bit, but he's definitely been asking me about what's going on with those. So if anybody yeah. else still needs theirs that they didn't get, uh, please yeah, let us con- know.
0: Text one of us per or personally, you can, I've been checking the Instagram cause I know I've gotten some people that way. Nice. Uh, the Twitter as well. Um, yeah. So just contact us. I have the box now in my apartment. It was at my dad's place. So I have it now so I can get it to you. On Thanksgiving, I had a couple people over and there was like four people. there who were like, I need my shirt. And I like brought down this box. I was like, let's go nice. start giving them out. So I'm now I'm excited that everyone gets to get them. Um, so Nick, how have you been?
1: Uh, I've been good. Um, very busy at work, which has been tough. But last week for Thanksgiving, instead of doing a normal Thanksgiving where I hung out with family, my girlfriend and I took a vacation and we went to Portugal for a week. Ooh. We went to Lisbon, Portugal. Um, it was a little bit rainy there, but overall, nice, warm. It was in the 60s. Um, we got out and walked around the city a whole bunch. Beautiful city, right on the coast, right. uh, or like, not the coast-coast, but like an inlet uh, that leads into the river coast. Um, very hilly. Um, it's you know been around for hundreds of years, thousands of years um really good wine, really cheap wine, which is great, a lot of seafood. Um mm. the biggest thing that they're known for, which I didn't know going in is pastries. They're like a huge oh. pastry country. So and like a lot of them are like custard filled pastries. So it's kind of like like imagine like a creme brulee and then you put like a pastry like around the bottom of it almost like a cupcake. That's like one of the it's called Pestel de Donata. It's one of their like countries like um, historic. That sounds Um, like
0: something I'd like.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. So like every morning it's just like, get up, get some coffee, um, you know, eat a couple pastries, smoke a cigarette, and then you're good to go. And then you're just Mm -hmm. chowing on seafood and drinking wine the rest of the day. So, um, we really enjoyed it. It was definitely different than normal Thanksgiving, but um being there in the nice weather it was during the we were there during the world cup so we got to, got to watch like portugal play a match in portugal while we were there which was super fun and a whole bunch of other matches so everybody was pretty lively it was just it was good it was it was something we needed to we hadn't taken like a, a week vacation i hadn't taken a week vacation since i started like work at my this current job over a year ago so it was like very much long overdue
0: real quick I think that you hit a point that I've been thinking about for a while, but I don't like to voice this opinion because I don't know how people feel about it. I think one of the things that is great about visiting Europe is smoking cigarettes. I Smoking cigarettes is bad. Don't smoke cigarettes. However, <laughs> it's like a lot of the times in America people see you smoking and they're like, you know, cause there's still a lot of non-smokers and they'll like, look at you weird. Like, I don't, I don't really smoke cigarettes, but I've dabbled. And, yeah. Um, But in, in Europe, you're the outsider. Yeah. If you don't smoke. And so there's just something about it too. Like, I remember we were, we were leaving this like winery in Italy and me and my brother, uh, we got like cigars and stuff and we were like, Oh, where are we going to smoke these? Literally. Everyone, everywhere, at any time is smoking. Yeah, and so you're like, oh, it does. Oh, matter. right here. Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah, no, just just light the cigars Anywhere and let's walk. You want. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it's just awesome. You could like grab like a cappuccino, just walk, smoke oh, your cigarette yeah. or cigar, and just be like. Oh, this is awesome! Coffee, but once again, yeah, cigarettes are bad for you. Don't Cigarette, do
1: them. Cigarettes are terrible for you. They cause cancer um mm-hmm. and a whole litany of other things that are really yeah. bad for. You. It's bad for your heart. It's bad for your lungs. So many different things. I mm-hmm. was not planning to smoke cigarettes, and then we got there, and you see everybody doing it, and I'm just like, "Well, I have to." And yeah. then, like, win in
0: roll, literally, yeah.
1: Every single every single bar we went into, every single bar and some restaurants too, had a machine, one of those cigarette machines, which is like you don't really see those around the U.S. at all. Every single one of them had it. And usually if you see them around the U.S., they're like, oh, this is pretty expensive because, you know, like point of sale, like, oh, we're bringing it to you at the bar. So okay. naturally we're going to upcharge you and you're like, eh, whatever I'm drunk or I want them. They're right here, whatever. Yeah. It was like three Euro for a pack at a bar out of the vending uh-huh. machine. It's was just like, they're just giving them away. They're yeah. literally giving them away. So it was really easy to hop back on that train and nobody looks at you weird or anything like that. The craziest part, the, this, this part blew my mind. We're in the airport getting ready to fly out, looking for our gate. There is a designated smoking area in the airport that it's just like it's like a glass walled off oh they do that space yeah yeah it's like a complete room it's all walled off from the rest of it you not a lot of smoke gets out it's like ventilated not a lot of smoke gets out but you can smell it you can you're walking up to it and you mm-hmm. can definitely smell it in the terminal and there's just people ripping darts in there in in the fucking airport which just blew my mind like that's how far Europe has gone into the cigarette game where they're just like, we'll let you smoke anywhere. It doesn't matter.
0: They have that at Rivers Casino. And the first time I saw it, I was like, it's one of those where like some heroes don't wear capes like, <laughs> and like mixed with a businessman. Cause they're like, it's a casino. A lot of gamblers like to smoke Yeah, and they're like, well, you can't smoke in Illinois. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. I got this room idea and it's just like, and everyone's like genius. Let's just do it. And yeah. Those are wild.
1: Yeah. They're like, we don't want people leaving the casino to go outside mm-hmm. to smoke because yeah, because
0: then you got to think about it. Yeah. Then you have to walk back in. No. And then
1: they, yeah, then they might not come back in. No, we need mm-hmm. to keep them inside yeah. with the chips in their pocket. And mm-hmm. so, so we're going to create a designated room. Yeah. Like that's, it's just wild. Dude. I actually think
0: so I don't know if they did this on purpose, but now I'm putting on my tin hat. The one at rivers is on the polar opposite of the, uh, cash outside of like where you can cash out your really? chips. And so now I'm thinking like, I wonder if that's why they do it. Yeah. Cause it's like the cash outs to the left smoking to the right. Like you're not going to do both. Yeah.
1: You got to walk all the way past all the tables and all the slots before you cash out mm-hmm. after you smoke your cigarette. And then you're like, and well, you're... maybe one more.
0: Yeah, and if you're still in there, the time it takes to smoke a cigarette is enough time to convince yourself that you could win your money back.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Like if
0: you're down fifty bucks, you're you're like, you know what, I'm done. You're smoking the cigarette, and you're like, you know what, Mama didn't raise no quitter. <laughs> I'm gonna go play craps and win it all back. And then you lose an extra hundred. They're geniuses.
1: Boom. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really incredible though. Like just the like you've probably seen the movie. Um, uh, pulp Fiction, where yes. they're, uh, you know, uh, John Travolta's character is talking with Samuel Jackson. He's like, Europe, they got everything we got. It's just like the little differences, those little mm-hmm. things that if you're just slightly paying attention, you'll notice. It's like, for the most part, it's like very similar here. Obviously, it's a more historical and everything like that. But those little differences, like the smoking thing is like and maybe that's a big difference. I don't know. But it's just a room. It's just a ventilated room in the airport. So it's not mm-hmm. really that big of a difference. And yeah, it's just kind of mind blowing. And by, by virtue of that though, like, and because like Lisbon is a heavily walking city, everybody's skinny. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, like I really, I didn't, I wasn't as hungry as I normally am because I was smoking cigs and it was curbing my appetite along with some coffee a little bit. So it works.
0: Dude. I also think that's so crazy about Europe is every time I've been, it makes me realize how young America really is. -hmm. Because you're like walking. I remember, oh, what the hell were we going to see in Rome? I think it was the Parthenon.
1: The Pantheon?
0: Well, the Pantheon's in Greece, isn't it? Or is the Parthenon in Greece?
1: The Parthenon's in Greece. The Pantheon. So I'm thinking Pantheon. I'm thinking Pantheon. In Rome, yeah.
0: So I remember, like, we're walking to the Pantheon, and it's like, you know, you're on the old 2,000 year old roads and stuff. And you see, like, a Starbucks, you see, like, a gelato place. And then you just see the the Pantheon and it's a 3000 year old building. You're like, what the hell are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> you know, like, and it's just there. And like, people just like walk by it and you're like, what? This thing is so old. Like, yeah. This is so old. So it always makes me be like, dude, we're so young. Like, yes. We're so
1: young. Very, very young for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's really wild. I mean, they were talking about like when, one thing that was interesting about Lisbon, just a little historical fact Kind of like how here in Chicago, we had the Great Chicago Fire, which destroyed half the city and they had to rebuild uh-huh. and help them plan things out a little bit better. Uh, Lisbon had a huge earthquake in 1755 that just like leveled the city, basically, and they had to rebuild from there. And there was this whole, th- you know, it's a whole big part of their history. But that was 1755. That was before... Yeah the US was even a country. I mean, it was getting going, but kind of, but like it wasn't yeah, independent. Yeah, there wasn't it, well before the independence and everything like that. It's like, oh man, that's just mind-blowing. Like our yeah. our time scale of history as a country is like so different from mm-hmm. any other uh, any other country. It's really wild.
0: That sounds like an awesome trip.
1: Yeah. It was great. We had a really good time. Um mm-hmm. and Last, last little anecdote that I have to talk about that I didn't t- mention before. Um, so we flew on this airline, TAP Portugal, which is like Portuguese national airline. And one of the things they do is you book your ticket like normal, and then they say, hey, we've got extra seats up in business class, um, but we're not going to charge you business class prices. You just bid on a seat. And if you have the highest bid, you get the seat. So oh, love it. yeah, which is great, which makes a lot of sense. Cause then the, they're guaranteed to get some people biting like, yeah, I'll throw a couple hundred dollars in there. And then they fill the seat rather than leaving it empty. Cause nobody's going to pay like mm-hmm. five grand for that seat uh, last minute. So, so we did that a couple days before our flight and we got business class on the flight out there. And Oh man, let me tell you, like we had seats that fully reclined, like all the way, like I could sleep laying down perfectly flat Jesus. in my seat. On an airplane flying over the ocean. Um you get they give you your headphones, they give you socks and an eye mask. Um, they serve your dinner on a white tablecloth on your tray table. Like it's <laughs> it's almost it's borderline, like almost too much. Like you're kind of like, this is a little ridiculous. Like I don't need a white tablecloth, but then like on the way back, we just flew normal and I was like, hmm, I could use a white tablecloth right now. You know, you, you get it, you <laughs> yeah. get it.
0: It's like going back to the slums. You're like, oh, I yeah,
1: get it. yeah, for sure. We're back with the peasants. But I mean, it only cost us a couple hundred dollars extra and we and we got it. So it was like definitely worth it. And we're able to sleep on the way over there. So it was if you have the opportunity and you have the means, of course, not everybody does. But uh, at least one time in your life, it was it was dope. It was well worth it.
0: I'll never forget my, uh, I think it was my grandpa or something. And he used to say, he's like the people that say like, I'm coach for life. I'm coach for life. He's like, they've never flown first class. <laughs> he's like, he's like, those are the people. My parents always flew first class without us. And then when we went as a family, we'd always fly coach. I've only ever flown coach in my life. And mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's bad, but like, I could see a little bit of my parents. Like if they got Like back from a trip where they flew first class, and we were going on a family trip, they'd be like looking down the aisle a little bit in first class.
1: And like, oh, you son of a yeah, yeah,
0: Um, yeah. But that was always a funny one. Like people that say they're coach for life, they just don't fly first class.
1: Yeah, you just have never done it, and and like (laughs) we we started thinking about it because it's like. You go to the airport to check your bags and you get the premium, uh, line. You don't have to wait in the long line with everybody else. You get direct access Mm -hmm. and then you get through security and, Oh, you get access to the lounge. So come in and sit in the lounge. And then when it's time to board, you get priority boarding. And then people are, it's just like every step of the way. And then I was talking to my girlfriend. I was like, I feel like the choice is either kids or first class for the rest of your life. And honestly, I think first class wins, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. if, I, if I have kids, I'm not going to be able to do first class, but if I don't, then I, I, th- I think we can, I think we can afford it every once in a while. And I think that's worth it. I think it's a fair yeah. trade off, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I
0: like that with, uh, show your kids this recording when they're, when they're old enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And be like this is why we don't fly first class stop asking <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's your fault it's your fault yeah exactly
0: um all right anything else uh no that's pretty much it um all right so we'll start off with the last thing we talked about mine is i was going to the breeder's cup in kentucky yes um that was the coolest thing i've ever done wow by far it was the coolest sporting event i've ever been to it probably was the coolest thing i've ever done in my life um keeneland racetrack is so cool it's 176 years old damn um it's not there's no like thrills with it so it's not like a so um for those of you in the chicagoland area or even nick have have you ever been to arlington racetrack by any chance yeah for sure so keeneland is probably like a third of the size it's very small
1: oh okay wow I was picturing it being bigger for some reason.
0: I know. Well, me too. And then I was there. um, Built like an old castle. Basically, because I guess there was these old castles in Kentucky, they were telling us. Um, But anyways, it's like, it's a bang, bang, boom. So you walk in there, you get your ticket checked, you walk up the main entrance. Uh, There's only one entrance, which I thought was really cool. Oh, nice. Uh, And it goes right up to the paddock paddock uh for people that don't know horse racing the paddock is just like where they walk around the horses and you get to see them before the race Mm -hmm. that's basically a paddock um this paddock is so cool it has a 150 year old white tree in the middle of it oh it looks like some out of lord of the rings um i mean it was just like so cool and the breeders cup is the world championships of horse racing and so it's, like, really for – it's not, like, as mainstream as, like, the Derby. And so it's mainly for more, like – that just really, like, like horse racing because there's yeah. not, like, concerts or everything. There's not even an infield.
1: Um it's the true, like, no, we, we, we want to see horse racing. We're not here for the party yeah. or the fanfare or anything like that. We're here. It's a degenerate's paradise. It's so great.
0: <laughs> so anyways, you walk up these stairs, you get to the paddock. Okay. The paddock is maybe 50, uh, maybe a hundred feet long. And then it's really wide, but it's not that long. You could walk past in maybe 10, 15 seconds. Anyways, you go in there. maybe Another 15 seconds. Boom. You're at the track. Hmm. It is just one long hallway where everything is like a, the concessions where you get your beer, stuff like that. Uh, and then boom, you're at the track. I really like that because it was really cool to be like, you know, the race you're watching ends. And luckily our seats were right at the finish line. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. That like, we got to see them finish. Um, and then if it's a mile and a quarter, you get to see them start. Um, but it would be really cool because the race would end your bets most likely. And then you turn around and you take the 35 second walk to the paddock. You start looking at the other horses. Everyone starts asking, you know who you got in the next race, who you got in the next race. Like, I don't know this gray one's holding its head high, maybe this one. Mm-hmm. And then like, you look down at your phone and You're like, Oh my God, it's two minutes to post. And you're like, Oh good. I'll just turn back. And then you get back and you're like, Oh, we still have a minute. <laughs> so th- I really liked how like close everything was. And they had so many like concessions and beer spots and like, it was super easy to just, like, be in and out with your food or drink and get back within, like, five minutes, which I really thought was cool. Yeah. Even though there's so many people there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm trying to think of something. Oh, I got to meet Big Cat from um,
1: – Oh, nice.
0: That was pretty cool. Um, we were right in front of their box. So it was, like, Dave Portnoy, uh, Jersey Jerry, Mr. Ice, uh, Big Cat, and they were, like, family members there. Um, Did you chat
1: him up very much or just say like, Hey, what's going on boys?
0: So I talked to, I only talked to big cat. Cause he's the only one I really like. Yeah. Uh, oh. So I got to meet him, shook his hand, talked to him for a little bit about Justin Fields and the chase Claypool trade. And um, no, he was very nice. Very nice guy. Nice. Um,
1: Fellow podcaster. Yeah. I think I, t- you know, yeah, I, think I said <laughs>
0: hi to uh, Jersey Jerry when he was walking by. Cause I mean, they, they were literally right next to us.
1: Um, I don't think I know Jersey Jerry to be honest. I know I know Big Cat and Dave Portnoy. That's about it. Jersey yeah, Jerry. He, yeah, I he's kind of he's kind
0: of new. He's from an old uh Steelers like fan video.
1: He kind of looks about killing like himself Big Cat after
0: he lost. It. Yeah, a little bit. Like a small he's
1: really small. He's really small. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, um I, Sorry. I I also pulled up a picture of the paddock and uh the white tree in the middle. You you weren't kidding. It's exactly like uh it's a lord Board of, the of the rings yeah <laughs> it's like the white tree in the courtyard of stone except it's in the paddock it's pretty wild yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah you
0: know exactly what i was yeah, talking, I know about. What you're yes. talking about yeah um, another couple of highlights i mean i mean it was just really cool uh just about the races oh so it's so funny the first race on the actual breeders day because it's two days first day is all the young it's all young horses so they're only two-year-olds and so it's like two year olds, you have no idea what these horses are doing. So the prices are always really good. Cause it's like, no one, these horses were basically just born. Mm. Like, we don't know if they're good or not. So it's like, those are really fun to watch. Cause long shots are coming in. You have no idea who's going to win. The second day is all the three year olds. It's the classic day. Um, and so the first race, I found it really funny. Uh, so Bob Baffert, who we talked about last year after the Derby, who yes. got, he got banned for, uh, giving his horse steroids, even though he said it was just pee. Um, yes. The Kentucky board, I guess, didn't, uh, didn't believe his story. And they banned him. I can't believe it. I, I find Shocking. no flaws in it. Yeah. I find no flaws. Um, he able to train again. So he was getting all these horses back, and his first horse on the classic day he put in was a $2.3 million horse. And everyone's talking like, oh, my God, what does a $2.3 million horse look like? I mean, that's such an expensive horse. So we're in the paddock, okay, we're watching all these horses come by, and we didn't know his number. And so we're, like, seeing all these horses come by, and we're like, oh, you think that's it? You think that's it? This fucking horse, (laughs) this horse looked like a Greek god. (laughs) Every single person on this paddock was like, that's got to be him, right? Like, this horse's muscles had muscles, and we were like, (laughs) this guy might be on steroids or he's just a really good horse, which is most likely the case. But it was just so funny. It's like, all these other horses, like, wow, beautiful horses. They look good. And then this horse, and you're like, oh, that's uh, a $2 million okay. horse. Yeah,
1: you get it. It's all about that's, the pedigree. Then, what was the horse's yeah. name? Do you remember?
0: I do not. His father was Uncle Mo, which is one of the best horses of all time. Uncle and then his Mo mom was horse. the best filly of all time. And uh, he killed it. Wow. He, he ran like a $2.3 million horse should. He was so fucking fast, it was wild uh and then the last thing i'll say is oh the last race the classic everyone's asking me because they knew i was going they're like oh what do you think about flight line we're like i don't know he was hurt Mm -hmm. everyone said he was going to be a you know horse of a generation we'll see we're in the paddock he walks by we're like i don't know man i don't know if i don't know like he doesn't look anything special uh yeah no he's pretty fucking special uh (laughs) he beat american pharaoh's time oh man i've never seen i've seen a lot of horses in my day when he was running with the two horse at the beginning for anyone that watched the race, I mean, they were running an insane pace, and the two horse looked like the jockey was just fucking running. I'm like, we are going to empty the gas tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flight line looked like he was just basically speed walking.
1: He was just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, (laughs) Oh my God, look,
0: we have someone else up here. The final turn came on. He basically looked at the two horse and said, Hey man, I'll see you at the finish line. And then took off and won by 15. It was insane. It was the biggest, was the biggest win in uh, classic history. Wow. Um, and then another highlight is we did go to the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and I got some Blantons. Ooh. Um That was really cool because Blantons in the city is $300 for a fifth. I yeah. got a bottle for $60. Nice. Bland's
1: Can't beat that. Really, Blantons is really good. Big yeah, fan. so I have
0: two bottles for us, so next time we're in studio, we'll should open it. Ooh. Um Yeah, uh, Kentucky, Lexington, a really cool town. Anyone, I recommend, even if you're not the biggest fan of horse racing, go to Keeneland. It is so cool. I mean it's so old but it's like got so much history that like I don't know. It was a really really cool spot. Um and then Fall Catalog or yeah.
1: Wait, I am I'm, I'm just on the horses I, out of curiosity I, I googled Uncle Mo horse pedigree. There's a there's a website called pedigreequery.com and all it is is just the pedigree of every single horse ever created. Like you can see back really? I'm looking back like 5 generations of where uncle Mo came from. And then you can look at his progeny. So like all of the, the, you know, kids that he has, dude, I'm scrolling. It's, it's hundreds, it's hundreds and hundreds for this guy. So,
0: Oh dude, 250,000 a pot. Wild.
1: I mean, to to have that much money, you know, just to be able to spend 2.3 million on a horse, but like to, to breed them and do all this stuff. is just, it's incredible but uh anyways
0: well i think it's really funny because a lot of like horse trainers are like buyers they're like you know what we're gonna buy a horse we're gonna get a good trainer and we're gonna train them in being the best horse then there's super rich people out there they're like yeah yeah yeah, that's cool that's cool what if we just made the best horse yeah yeah, that works too, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's just do that.
1: <laughs> We're going to build the best horse, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just like, yeah, we could take, like, you know, a good filly or a good two-year-old and try to train him. It's like,
1: yeah, or we could just
0: breed two of the best horses of all time, and their offspring's got to be pretty yeah. good, right? And you're <laughs> like, yeah, no, they're going to be good. Um, oh, we got to see where American Pharaoh lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyone that thinks that, like, horses are, like, mistreated or anything for horse racing, that's completely false. Uh, American Pharaoh's space, like you could build a town. <laughs> it is so big. It's called Stonewall Something we drove past and we're like, Oh my God, what's that? And they're like, Oh, that's just American Pharaoh. We're like that's, that's all for one horse. And you're like, yeah, oh, I guess that's what happens when you win a triple crown and you bring in 250,000 a pop. Like, yeah, they're going to put you up. Nice. Um, incredible. Um, uh, Fall catalog, five catalog was a good success. We raised another thirty thousand. Thank you very much for everyone that donated and came out. Um, pretty much it. My Thanksgiving was good. Anything else? No, that's it. Um, all right. Let's get in to the Bears. More importantly, let's just get into Justin Fields for a second, okay? Mm-hmm. I think we got to rename him.
1: What are you thinking?
0: Just him fields.
1: Just him fields.
0: Just him fields. Cause he is him. <laughs> he is him. Just, he him. is so good. And by the way, I called it after week three when I was like, I hate to say it, but we got to treat him more like the Ravens. We got to get him run and we got to get him out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. They started doing that. And it really works. I mean, he is an absolute talent. He's looking like the best uh, quarterback in that draft for sure. Uh gives me a lot of hope for next year. Uh, the bears are now in sole possession of the second pick. It's kind of
1: cool. That's great. Mm-hmm. He and, might be playing this week
0: against and, the Packers. So if we can beat the Packers.
1: That's yeah. The, we got a bunch of picks coming too. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, some really unfortunate injuries the past few weeks too. Um, Darnell Mooney's out for the rest of the season. Uh, Eddie Jackson's yeah. out for the rest of the season. So not that we we're expecting to r- compete any further. I mean, we're three and nine. We've lost our last five games. Um, <clears throat> sealed up the number two pick. So that's good. Um, but you still want to be able to see guys out there trying to, you know, gel and improve. I think Jaquan Brisker is out too. Like there's just a lot of injuries. Uh, so that's unfortunate, especially against the Packers. Like this is a, this is a year where we legitimately have a shot to beat the Packers. Cause Aaron Rodgers is terrible and the Packers are terrible. Um, but with all these injuries, I mean, anything could happen. It's just, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we, I I'm glad I've, I've been feeling, even though the bears have been losing feeling positive about everything that's been going on, you know, they've been playing in tight games. They've been playing pretty well up until really this last week. So.
0: Trevor Simeon doesn't help.
1: Yeah. Trevor Simeon's not great. Um, He's not, he's a backup. I mean, (laughs) like we, we kid ourselves into thinking the backups are almost as good as the starters until you see one. And then you're like, Oh, that's why he's a backup. That makes sense. So. There's a reason
0: why there's 32 starting quarterbacks and then 64 backups. Yeah. There, there's a reason for it.
1: And out of those 32 teams, there's at any time at least 10 of them that are looking to draft a quarterback or yeah. sign, sign one free agency. Davis that, Mills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Davis Mills.
0: <laughs> um, the one thing is I find it really funny. It's like I do want the Bears to win a couple games. I mean, if we can lock up the number two pick, that's a, such a huge pick. Um, but it was really funny. Like as soon as Justin Fields went down they're like Trevor Simeon's coming out, I was like, all right, let's just lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> like, do not win this game. Do not take us out of a good pick for a Trevor Simeon win. <laughs> like it's just, that's yeah, not it. Speaking of someone that was in that draft, that doesn't look too good though. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, I'm putting it on the table right now. He's a pouty bitch. He That's what he is. He's a pouty bitch. He, uh, he said his old, did you let the defense down? He said, no, Ooh, kind of did. He only scored three points uh, <laughs> and then negative 21 yards in the second half. That's not too good. He averaged 1.24 inches past completion. Oof. Not good.
1: Not good. Um, yeah, I, I don't really, if you just let me knee the ball, I could average <laughs> just, you, you hike it and you fall down and you average more. Yeah. Um, I don't remember beer was texting us about this, this past weekend, and I don't or this past week, I don't remember talking about Zach Wilson on here, but apparently at some point one of us said something like some bad reports about Zach Wilson being an asshole, to teammates and other people. And I stuff thought that like was that. You. He said it was me. I don't remember ever saying it. I might I must have just read some sort of headline or something like that or read read a story. I don't have I haven't had any interactions with, with him or anything like that. But uh, yeah, everything that's happened with him has just been like. You know, there's that whole thing about did he bang his friend's mom or something like that? His Which, mom's friend. His mom's friend. Yeah, he banged oh, his mom's friend. He bring, banged his, I thought it was his friend's mom. That's worse. That is. that, And that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, the type of guy that would bang his friend's mom is probably also not a great leader in the locker room. Like, you, you don't stab your friends in the back like that, and you don't stab your teammates in the back mm-hmm. like that. So. um mom's friend isn't i mean i guess that's a little bit that's a little bit better but still
0: i feel like that's just giving props
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the mom
0: friend is really good looking so it's like well
1: yeah impressive good for you, kid. Good for you. Mm-hmm. um so yeah hopefully he's able to keep that up i don't know yeah are we do you think we're looking at like uh you think he's like a johnny Manziel type where he's gonna be out of the league in a couple years and total head case and go off the rails
0: I think he's got to fix the attitude because him on the sidelines this week after getting benched, not even putting on a headset, not even trying to help with calls, just sitting there or standing there by himself, doesn't look like the team really likes him. The team really likes Mike White. Uh, crazy stat: Mike White has played Mike White has played three games for the Jets, or I'm sorry, four games for the Jets. He has thrown three touchdown passes and everything. Zach Wilson. Has started twenty two games for the Jets. He has never had three touchdowns in a game. Wow. I'm I'm just saying stats here. This isn't my opinion, Nick.
1: This is stats. This is just the numbers don't lie. Um, this is stats. Mike White. What a what a guy. Uh, he he played a couple mm-hmm. years at South Florida. A couple years at Western Kentucky. The Red Towels. Um, you know stars are born out of, uh, out of nowhere, you know, that's good yep. for him. He's taking advantage of his, his time. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, the jets are pretty good, honestly. I mean, despite everything. Their defense
0: is so good that
1: you don't have to be that good at quarterback,
0: but you have to not be negative 21 yards and a half at quarterback.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're seven and four, which is, one mm-hmm. years ahead of where they've been in previous seasons. They're, they're in the playoff hunt. So, so there you go. Good for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, um, one last thing I want to talk about the NFL before we move into college is stop being around the bush about the MVP. Cause the MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Always. And I'm at fault of this. I, I, Caught myself doing this at Thanksgiving. Always just trying to be like, ah, oh, you know, like maybe Tua, uh, Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, get this. This stat, oh my God, this stat is crazy. Are you ready? I'm ready. He averages on every one in six games. Yeah, four touchdowns and over 300 passing – or 350 passing yards. Wow. Almost three times a season he has that stat line. I realized it two weeks ago he played three touchdowns, 375 yards, and I watched the whole game, and in my head I was like, man, it didn't even seem like he balled out that much. And then I see (laughs) the stats, I'm like, that's just how good he is, though. Yeah. He is that good that when he puts up stats like that now, and I'm watching the whole game, I'm like, oh, that's just what he does. But you just Consistently do that.
1: That is hundred percent an MVP. I mean,
0: it's just we try to find someone to beat him, but like,
1: why would you? I mean, in the the quarterback position is such an integral position to the team and to the team's success. Everything goes through the quarterback on the offense, and I mean, he, he, he makes. I mean, Travis Kelsey is having a ridiculous career year. Leading the league in touchdown receptions, and like, I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey is good, but a big part of that is he's got the best yeah. th- passer <laughs> in the league throwing to him all the time, and always looking well, for him. I mean, it's just crazy.
0: Well, think of it like this: Kadarius Tony from the Giants. He was injured a lot. It's crazy that he went to he went to the Chiefs. Yeah, he, uh, he got healed up pretty quick, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> got healed up pretty quick. He only uh, took the weekend off, but he, uh, that hamstring got pretty loose in Kansas City. I don't know if it's something in the air or something <laughs> in the water, but he uh, he came, he, uh, he saw Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. He's like, yeah, put me in, coach. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, Watch these Jets. Um, I found that so funny when they're like, yeah, Kadarius Tony's going to play? I'm like, I thought he was injured. I'm like, hey, 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 I think that's called Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, not to make fun of Daniel Jones. Cause the giants are actually doing fine, but it just, it is true. It's like Patrick Mahomes is so good that like
1: you're, you're he's the
0: MVP. Yeah. He's just the MVP.
1: You're, you're hoping that you can get a chance to play with him because yeah. you know, you're going to be part of something mm-hmm. unique and special. So,
0: Yeah. Um, all right, let's head over to uh, college talk. So the first official uh, college football playoff ranking before championship Sunday or Saturday came out, it is Georgia, number one, Michigan, number two, three, TCU, four, USC, weight in the wings, five, uh, Ohio State, six, Alabama. Um, I like seeing new colors in the top four. I like seeing the purple of TCU. I like seeing USC red. Georgia obviously is, is Georgia.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, they deserve for all these people being like, Oh, uh, Michigan should be number one after beating Ohio state. Maybe there's a, there's a claim for that. Maybe.
1: Georgia. Yeah. It really doesn't matter either. They're both playing conference championship games this weekend. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, if one of them loses, they'll switch spots or something like that. But they're number one and number two for a reason. We're assuming that they're both going to win the game. They have a higher likelihood of winning the championship game. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to play each other until the national championship anyway. So one versus two, it doesn't really matter.
0: I agree. See, that's how
1: I think the one and two, it's just like, you're, you're
0: really pulling hairs and it's coming to, it's going to come up to the committee. I think, Uh, Georgia coming off national championship, an undefeated season, how they've won games. They really only had one slow game against Missouri. I don't know how you take them out of number one. I really don't. They also beat the number one team in the country this year, Tennessee, and they they mauled them. So that's a big win. Yeah. Um, My question is, a lot of the questions that have been going around is, and I have my take on it. Everyone's asking like, so if one of the top four loses this weekend, are they out? So they're going to the conference championships. If the conference championship, if they lose, should they be knocked out of the playoff?
1: So Georgia, Michigan, TCU, all three are undefeated. Uh, Georgia plays LSU. Michigan plays Purdue. TCU plays. Kansas State. Um, Kansas State. So they're all playing good teams. Like even mm-hmm. Purdue. Purdue's not ranked, but Purdue is still a good team. They're eight and four. Yeah. They could easily be ranked top 20, top 25. I don't know why they're not. Um, I think any of those guys lose. Even I, I can't imagine any of them are gonna get blown out in their conference championship mm-hmm. game. But like no, like they they went undefeated. If they lose the conference championship game, I still think they're better than five, six, seven, uh, eight none of which are playing in a conference championship game. So mm-hmm. I think the one question mark maybe is USC. If USC yeah, they lose to Utah. Yeah. If USC, which they lost to Utah earlier this year, uh, it's their only loss. If they get mm-hmm. blown out, just absolutely destroyed, then maybe you start thinking about, does it make sense to put Ohio state in is Ohio state better than them? But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I don't think anything changes. What do you think?
0: I, I agree with that. My personal opinion is you shouldn't be penalized for making your conference championship. Yeah. Like I, I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me. So like, I know people are saying TCU is a bit of a fraud. Uh, Kansas state is 10. They're a very good team or no, they
1: might be 19 actually. Uh, no, Kansas state's 10. Yeah. I got the ranking. They are 10. Yeah. So
0: they're a very good team. They've already beat them once this season. um, I just i I don't think by you playing an extra game than everyone else because Ohio State and Alabama aren't playing this weekend. Yeah, because they lost to a team in the top four. Yeah, or Alabama hasn't, but they lost to LSU and Tennessee. But you you've already lost to lose your chance of playing in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Just because you're playing the extra game, I don't think I think that this four should be the four. Yeah. Like whatever happens, happens because it's just it's stupid. Because say Michigan, or even say uh, USC, USC loses. How do you put Ohio State back in there after they just got killed by twenty two at home? Yeah, to Michigan.
1: Yeah, and and you know,
0: it just it doesn't make sense to me.
1: And it's arguably like Ohio State's like only big win on the season. I mean, they beat Notre Dame at the beginning of the season at home. Notre Dame ended up being like so so, eight and four, not great. But, like, other than that, Ohio State didn't really have that tough of a <laughs> a, a drive. Yeah. So then you're saying, wait, yeah, they get blown out by their rivals at home last game of the year, but they're somehow better than a TCU or a USC team that loses, like, the conference championship game? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's just hard because what if they went in? What if they were playing
0: Purdue and then they lost? Yeah. Ohio State, if they were in Michigan, say they beat Michigan, there too, okay? Mm. They lose to Purdue, they're still in the playoff.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But that's what I hate sure. about it, because it's like, that's how the committee would work, just because it's Ohio State.
1: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so re- it
0: doesn't make any sense for me, if another team loses that's in the top four, that they should be kicked out. I think yeah. it's stupid.
1: It's It's really funny to me, because the whole reason that the committee even became a thing was because <laughs> people complained that the BCS that it was all based on computer rankings and polls and there wasn't enough. Um, you know, we, we couldn't see into, well, what's deciding this, or it's out of our hands. It's just whatever the polls say, that's what's going to happen. So then they create the committee to be like, well, we want to add, we want to be able to ask somebody, Hey, why did you do this? What are you doing? Um, to create more transparency, and, but then by doing that, the committee just does whatever they want. Like they don't yeah. have, like they don't have any reason. Like they don't have any basis. Like Alabama should not be number six ahead of Tennessee, to who they lost to. Like that's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, stuff like that. And it, if you ask the committee why, they're like because that's what we decided. They're Alabama. Yeah, that's the real they're, Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, Alabama, they're Alabama. It's Nick Saban. Yeah. So that that's why we're gonna do it. And it's just. It's like we've swung, we were really far on one side of the pendulum. We've swung really, really far the other way. So hopefully, you know, I think they're, they're expanding the playoff to eight teams in a couple of years. So again, hopefully that kind of eliminates some stuff. There's eight teams that get in. Odds are that's probably a strong 12 teams. Yeah, even more. Going to 12 teams in 2024. Oh, wow. So it'll
0: be all the conference champions like Tulane would get in this year.
1: Which is cool. Um, Which is fun.
0: Yeah. Which is fun. Let's get a little Cinderella story going, my guy.
1: I do like having some other other teams in there. I think just making it conference champions is maybe a little silly because you could... Very easily, like like this year, for example, if you your top twelve is going to be all just power five teams. I mean, the top twelve okay. that's in there now is Washington, Utah, Kansas State, Clemson, Penn State, Tennessee, <laughs> Alabama, Ohio State. It's and a, the top four. It's like that's it's all the same teams. Yeah, it's <laughs> only the uh, the best of the five, five though. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. what Tulane would be. So uh, okay. it would be like yeah, that, yeah. and that's like
0: how last year it would have been, uh, or two years ago it would been Cincy, yeah, or last year. Um, of that, we've had a lot of co- coaches changes. Lou Fickle uh, went to Wisconsin. Um, Matt Rule went to Nebraska, uh, and then this is my favorite. Hugh Freeze is going to Auburn. I don't know if you know much about Hugh Freeze, but you Hugh... <laughs> <There's, laughs> great name. This first is, of all, <laughs> this is the one that I couldn't wait to tell you about, and I wanted to see your reaction live. So Hugh Freeze, uh, he got let go because he was caught doing some not nice things uh, during recruiting. And one of those was calling escorts. (laughs) Uh, He came out and said, though, that this, this is the best one. This is by far. This is better than... My worker pissed on the hay and my horse ate it. <laughs> Q3 says that he accidentally dialed an escort's number a couple of times. Uh, they had 12 calls.
1: But pocket dials, man, it's still a it's, thing. It's you know? a
0: pocket dial. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you're putting in numbers, you're one off, and oops, it's an escort. It's, it's an escort. he. Nick, he accidentally did it
1: a dozen times. It, it happens, you know. Something, next thing you know, you're dialing an escort a dozen times, you know. Yeah, maybe. And, then,
0: and then ordering them for your recruit. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. He was probably saying, oh, please, don't come. I won't pay you. And then they showed up. I don't know what happened, Nick. I wasn't there. But, it, I can, mean, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's anybody's guess. What You know, we won't make any assumptions mm-hmm. about what happened.
0: The, be, uh, the best also, part
1: too is that that mm-hmm. uh, Liberty is a Christian university. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, nice job, Hugh. He, um, he seems to fit is, more with Auburn. You know, like if yeah, he's doing shit like Auburn that, ready. like you know, like you're you're already gonna do well in the state of Alabama. Uh, another time, he
0: uh, uh, he compared himself to Jesus. Really. Um.
1: How did, how, how do you even do that? I'm kind of so, like, oh, Jesus. And, oh, and then
0: he lied about it, <laughs> which is exactly what Jesus would do. You know, you get yeah. pushed into a corner, you deny, you deny, you deny. Yeah. Um, so choose Freeze. Welcome back to the SEC, my guy. You're going to fit right in. I When that story broke, I remember it was, I think it was like four years ago now where he broke up or broke that he was accidentally calling these escorts. <laughs> I mean it's just genius. And then he did it he, I mean he did it eleven more times. I mean everyone makes mistakes
1: though. Nobody's perfect, you know. Everyone makes
0: mistakes, you know. Let's
1: calm down here. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's just the way life works sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think that was that old miss he was doing that, so I find that I mean it just it's just funny.
1: It is. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, he was uh, an old mess. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Um, any other? Oh, Iowa blew their chance to be in the Big Ten West. I'm actually fine with it. Uh, for all the Hawkeyes that are saying that we need to fire uh, Kirk Ferens, uh, I agree with you, but you also forget where we went to school. His buyout is $80 million. Oh, gosh. Um, So, Kirk Ferens, we'll see you next year. Uh, we're not going to fire him and pay him $80 million. How,
1: how does this always happen? where it's like a coach will have a, a year or two of success and then like we want to walk you up for the next 20 years and we're going to pay you 10 million dollars a year and then three years later they suck <laughs> and it's like well it's going to cost us a lot of money if we want to get rid of 80 um, million 80 million That's so much money for the head football coach of iowa no disrespect i was a solid football school but like i, I was not always competing for like Mm-hmm. the top spots or anything like that. Like,
0: every five years we get a run, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Had a good run last year. Yeah. It, it, it happens, but this four is four years a,
0: before that went undefeated. I told you every yeah. four five years we, we make a run.
1: This isn't Bama, Georgia, Ohio state, you know, the, the, the blue buds that, that are there every year. Um. So, I, I, but I don't work in that line of business, so I won't speculate on <laughs> why they chose to pay him that much.
0: Yeah. But everyone's saying that we're going to fire him. You're an idiot. (laughs) We're not going to pay him $80 million, not to coach. Uh, Speaking of that, Auburn's head coach who got fired after a year and a half, he's getting paid $44 million, not to coach. So good for him. I think the best job in the world is a fired college coach.
1: Yeah, for sure. Sounds great. Why would you want to go somewhere else to coach again? I guess just keep getting paid more and more money is the, is the answer, but you could just sit back and count your money too. I don't know. $44
0: $44 million to not work again.
1: Done. I'm, I'm there. That's all,
0: I mean, that's, uh, is that not the dream?
1: I'm taking it. I'm taking that right away. I'm not even, I'm not even calling a lawyer. I'm just like, yep, there you go. Give me my money. You got to do Thank the you. fake
0: press conference. with like, oh, I'm, I'm really sad that I, I can't coach. <laughs> you know, but it's the contract. The yeah. contract. You know, I can't can no I do? compete.
1: My hands are tied.
0: Oh, what am I going to do as he, like, wipes his tears with $100 bills? Yeah. Or or just, like, gold bars. Um, All right. U.S. men's national team in World Cup. Uh, First of all, let's start off with uh, the biggest upset in World Cup history. Saudi Arabia beats Argentina 23 to 1. Yeah, it's just a big upset. Uh, You know why not? A lot of people were talking about it in the U.S. Because it was played at 4 (laughs) a.m.
1: It was played at normal time. I was uh when I was in Portugal. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I was 6 hours ahead in Portugal. So th- honestly the times of of everything was perfect. It was like first game mm-hmm. was at 11, then 2, then or 11, yeah, 11, 2, 5 and 8 were like the game times. It was like this is great. Uh it was mm-hmm. really nice. So sorry everybody else. Um
0: the reporter that tried to trip up Tyler Adams uh definitely not an not a um Iranian agent he was definitely just a reporter did you watch that at all
1: no nah, i didn't see it
0: that was crazy he's like first of all stop saying our country's name wrong cuz he was calling it iran it's pronounced iran mm. um which very common mistake yeah um and then he was like well how do you feel playing for this this to me if we have any uh, Iranian listeners i'm sorry but For them to ask him, he's like, how do you feel uh, playing for a country where, like, they don't respect, you know, black people uh, and Black Lives Matter happened and everything like that? He's like, how do you feel playing for a team like that? Um, They might want to look inwards. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what happens. You just lash out. You you deny and you... Uh um... Uh, deflect onto yeah, the whole "not giving people rights it, it, thing. It's projection. Yeah. It's projection. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah. whole that freedom of speech is a little rough. People getting stoned in the streets. Yeah. That's actually, they might have freedom of speech now. I
0: might've misspoke there, but I know there's some not good stuff that go there. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Adams, like an absolute pro. He's just like, you know what? He's like, we're trying to get better every day in this country. So I respect that. What a true guy. Um, US ends up uh, beating Iran. Uh, One nil. What electric. Uh, and then to just shove it down England's throat. We've never lost to them in the world cup. Uh, everyone three, nothing two nothing four nothing. Terry Henry was the only one to call it a draw. He's like, I don't know. I think the U S plays really good defense. Boom. We drawed their ass. <laughs> and in soccer, that counts.
1: We'll take it. Yeah.
0: Um, that was a great game. Uh, so the U S will now play the Netherlands on Saturday. Um, one thing, that's really cool about the men's national team is talk about an underdog. No one we've, we've, we've never been a minus in the world cup, like a yeah. betting favor. We've yeah, never been minus yeah, for sure. And then we win. We keep getting out of the group stage. Um, we're going to play Netherlands as an underdog just dude, that's what USA does. Keep us being the underdogs. My guy, yeah. remember the Minutemen. remember the revolutionary <laughs> chip, like,
1: chip on the shoulder, sort of mentality. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, this was so
0: funny. They were, they were asking some of the players. They're like, so you're the underdogs. He's like, we've been the underdogs. I think it was, uh, we've been the underdog 27 out of the last 33 matches.
1: Yeah. And, and what's crazy too, is like, that's not, that's never going to change or that's not going to change no. anytime in the next, like, 20 years, probably. Like, we're still going to be underdogs. They might move up the the rankings a little bit after, you know, depending on how they do on Saturday, if they win or something like that, you know, the world rankings of like the best teams and everything like that. But right now, we're like top 20 or something like that. We're not going to break the top 10. Like, we're, we're, top 16, baby. Yeah. Top 16. It's like, we're around 16. We're, even if we're playing really well, we're not going to be as good as Spain and France and mm-hmm. Belgium and Germany. And like all of these in Portugal, Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina, like we're just not. And that's pretty cool. So we're, we're but I feel have, like
0: we're, we're playing with house money right now. We got out of the group stage. No one thought we'd get out of the group yeah. stage. We're out yeah we, like dude if we if we're in the round of 16 that's awesome if we win against the other it's like dude we're just riding yeah
1: we're i just, mean yeah we didn't think we'd be here we didn't think we would um yeah this hopefully will be is this our our first we're still looking for our first uh elimination yeah. stage win in mm-hmm. u.s uh men's history so would be cool to see for sure yeah and Christian um, Pulisic sacrificing his left nut for that goal was uh, pretty electric. Um,
0: yeah. Um, I love when he he was watching the game while they were trying to like put the IV in him. I loved that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah.
0: Like that's just that's that's a guy that knows footy. Yeah. Like I mean, just <laughs> watching the game and he's like, wait a second. They're they're pushing right now. Yeah, it's like, let yeah. me see. Yeah, uh, let me see what's awesome. going on. Great. Um, let's go to the rank. It, it, it was just uh, Thanksgiving, so like every year, we're going to do what we are thankful for. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to go no order though.
1: Just four yeah, things just that whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It feels great.
0: Uh, one, I'm thankful for uh, my health, family's health. Absolutely. Uh, I'm very happy and thankful for that. Um, another one, I'm thankful to have such good friends. It's a really cool thing to have. Love it. Um, I'm thankful for being good at golf. It's my favorite thing to do in the world. So that's like a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then hmm, what is number Oh, by the way, let's just add the girlfriend into family. That way, I don't have to. Do <laughs> there you let's go. Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is? It? I'm trying to think of a good one to end on. Obviously, I'm thankful for all the listeners in the podcast, but that doesn't count. That, that goes yeah, without saying.
1: That's family too. That fits in with family.
0: Um, but I'll tell you what. I am really thankful that this year, the support of our Friends and families for making our first merch donation to charity uh, be a huge success because that really means the world. That was so cool to be able to raise over $2,000. That was such a cool thing. That was awesome. Yeah. That's definitely something I'm unbelievably thankful for. And I'm glad that you guys like the merch.
1: Yeah. How about you, Nook? Um... Yeah. I mean, the easy ones I am, I'm thankful for, uh, friends and family. Um, everybody, everybody's happy. Everybody's healthy or I think everybody's happy. (laughs) seems like everybody (laughs) is (laughs) continued health and happiness of friends, family. Um, my girlfriends, um, our dogs, all of that stuff. Um, very thankful for all of that. It's been an up and down year. Um, there's been a lot of, a lot of life stuff that's, that's happened this year. So mm-hmm. very thankful to have solid rock of all of that. Um, you know, I'm thankful for, um, you know, I was just talking about the trip and everything, traveling to, to Portugal for a week. I'm thankful to have the means to be able to do that. I am very yeah. fortunate from, you know, my parents were working really hard. Um, when they were younger and raising my sister and I and giving us a lot of stuff to be able to live lives like that. You know, it's easy to forget about it when you're working hard and not feeling great and winter's coming and everything like that. But uh, definitely thankful to be able to have the opportunity to do things like that. Cause I know not everybody mm-hmm. does. Um, okay. That's enough of the sappy stuff. I am also thankful for um, I'm, I'm looking at ESPN.com right now. So sports, that seems lame though, too, you know, but there's a lot, you know, between the bears, You're be thankful for the, the Cubs, uh, the U S men's national team, um, other stuff going on. It's fun. You know, I try not to take it too seriously. Um, let it affect my mood and I definitely haven't uh this year with like the bears or anything like that and it's fun. It's been a fun distraction.
0: Yeah.
1: It's cool cool to watch and everything like that. Um a little getaway. Yeah, a nice a nice a little escape. nice little escape from uh from the day to day. So, and yeah, I'm thankful for the podcast and for you yeah. and for Beer and Johnny uh who couldn't be with us for unknown reasons but uh always here in spirit. And uh Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep things going for sure.
0: Uh, one thing before I do the sign off that, so I I just turned 29. My birthday was on Thanksgiving and we went out that Wednesday and everyone's like, we got to stay up until you were born. I was born at 3am. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I've never been woken up more to like, you're old now. I woke up after going to sleep at five and like, I wasn't drunk or anything. I just stayed up late. Mm Mm-hmm. I woke up, my like neck was sore. <laughs> I was like hurting. So I think we should do a draft of things that just happen when you get older, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, hangovers yeah. get worse. You wake up injured, stuff like that. Oh yeah. I think we could do a fun one like that. Cause we're not, we're not spry anymore.
1: No, definitely not. I've, I've got plenty of stuff for that for sure. Um, yeah. Aches and pains. Oh, I'm not going to give anything away, but I yeah. like that a lot. <laughs>
0: I I said this around my brother who just turned 35. He's like, dude, you're telling me, he's like, I hurt my back. And I was like, well, how'd you hurt your back? He's like, I don't know. I just hurt my back. <laughs> that's, that's a thing though. It's like, you just like get, you're injured now. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I,
1: what happened? You're like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I beats was, me. I was doing something and now, now, it, now it hurts. <laughs> beats I nothing me. Now.
0: I was just existing. Now my <laughs> knee makes this clicking noise. You're like, oh, I know. All um, right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for everyone. I hope you guys had a really good Thanksgiving. We will see you next week. Have a good one.